Hello friends, and welcome to Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode is the Cleveland Browns Roundtable 2.0. We recap the last four games, we kind of look forward to the next four games, and then we kind of look at, you know, the entire first half of the season, whether it's the coaching staff, Baker Mayfield, all that fun stuff. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. So I think we are live with Cleveland Browns Roundtable 2.0, joined by Derek, LaShawn, and Gabe. No Pat, no Andy this time. Um, and we'll just get right into it. The Browns are 5-3. and three, And uh, I'll start with Derek. Quick thoughts on 5-3. On and three. We'll go around the room like we did last time. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. I mean, if you would have told me, you know, with everything going on, we'd be 5-3, and three, I would have I'd been more than happy with that. Um, yeah, like the losses, you know, two blowouts, and then, you know, you lose to a team like the Raiders who, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're really better than us, but it is what it is. I mean, you're still 5-3. and three, You're still in a good position right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, Gabe, go on. Oh, like Derek said, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, like 5-3 and three with everything going on, just like Derek said, it's nice. Um I'm not happy with 23 on the defense. I will never be happy with him. Um, yeah, <laughs> I hear LaShawn laughing. There's just nothing you can do about him. He just, he's just there, and he upsets me every game I watch. Um, the offense has looked better at times, but drop passes are killing us now. But 5-3 as a Browns fan, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And LaShawn? I'm okay with 5-3 and three right now. Um, as I said before, I don't think nobody has been over 500 halfway through the season. So, as of right now, I'm perfectly okay with five and three. And I think as of right now, the Browns are what the seventh seed, so they're still in the you know they're in the playoffs technically. It would have been nice to get that one over Oakland as a tiebreaker, but not Oakland, the Ra- uh, Las Vegas Raiders. But um, so you know, eight games win. Thoughts on Kevin Stefanski, and also kind of your your thoughts on the Browns not making a move at the deadline. And we'll start with Lestron this time. Uh, my grade for Stefanski, I'll give him a B plus. Uh, he's even killed. I mean, he coaches the team up to their strength, which is running the ball, going off play action, and pretty much having Baker spread the ball around. Uh, so I'll say B plus for him. Um, I think the sky is the limit with this guy. If we can be patient, that means Jimmy has to be patient with this guy. And about the team not making any moves, I'm okay with it. Uh, don't overspend for a rental. I mean, no matter – unless it was probably for a player that was going to probably have like two or three years left upon his contract. But other than that, no reason to, to make a deal to have a guy for like, what, at most five games – five, six games, because who knows what this whole COVID thing is going. So it could have probably brought up the situation with us. Gabe? Uh, I would give him, like LaShawn said, probably a B-plus, too. He, um, he, he seems like a leader, and that's something I think the Browns needed, too. He takes accountability after games, and he doesn't put the blame on anybody. He seems like he accepts all the blame for everything he do- happens for the team. Um, so probably a solid B-plus. And um, for the team not making any moves, I really wanted another safety because, like I said, I hate 23. But um, 
I'm okay with it because like Sean said, you can't really pay too much for a rental. It would be nice to get like Marcus May from the Jets. I heard he was on the block because that's a guy I could see us actually re-signing. But I get it. You don't want to give up. He probably would have offered probably like a second or third, I'm guessing, what I heard. So I get it. I'm okay with it. I'm happy. Eric? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we're giving grades, yeah, I guess a B plus, somewhere, something like that. Um, I'm pleased with Stefanski. Uh, still, you know, I, mean, I, I, I still like, still like what he's doing and and where the team's headed. Um, so I'm still, you know, still high on him right now. Um, no, no real reason for concern, uh, in my opinion. But um, as for not making any moves at the deadline, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wish they would have maybe got a safety or you know, a little, maybe another, like, depth receiver, which they tried to put a claim in on, on Dante Pettis. So they were at least, you know, I mean, they tried. So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, shocked or upset they didn't do anything, but it would have been nice to maybe get a little secondary help. But, again, it is what it is. And if they feel good about who they got, then I guess we should trust them. I guess it's just kind of annoying, you know, looking around the league, like, you know, King goes to the Titans for a six-round pick. You know, uh, was it Everett Golson went to the Lions for, like, a six-round pick? Like, like there were a lot of low-tier trade – like, low-tier draft picks given up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just felt like they kind of owed it to this coaching staff because, you know, I, I would say, you know, B-plus, A-minus. Uh, maybe, like, the coaching staff as a whole, like, a B-plus. But I think Kevin Stefanski – I think, you know, I think an A minus because I think it's just one of those things where, you know, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's for this being his first year, them being five and three. Um, I don't think they've really lost games because of him. I think you can make the argument that they're, you know, they lost games because of like a scheme, like their defensive scheme and may, and to a certain extent that's, that is on him as a head coach. But he's been putting his guys in a position to basically win every single week. And um, it's just, man, that's disappointing that they didn't they didn't get anybody. I mean, they did pick up that linebacker from the Lions, but, yeah, I don't know. Pretty much a special team player. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, God, like this – I guess just talking about the defense, like how do you fix this? Like what is wrong? Is it the players? Is it the scheme? Is it because everybody just looks slow, you know, like on like on like on that touchdown to the last week to uh, uh, Renfro, like Mac Wilson, God damn, like he was just it's, so it's slow, player. Player dog, so right? slow, and like you said, twenty three is awful. It's just man, but is it is it the players in the scheme or is it just like the players themselves? It's you the players. It's, it's the players themselves, in my opinion. The scheme is fine. If you look at this defense, like, we have had our hands on a, on a lot of passes. So, other than that, I'll say it's, it's the players in the scheme. So, Gabe, what do you think? I, I would say the same thing. I mean, Joe Woods came from the 49ers, right, if I'm correct, if I yeah. make that. Yeah, and he was the I mean, if you look court. at their linebackers, they're all fast. That's all true. the 49ers linebackers are fast. And he comes over here, and you just don't see that speed with all linebackers, like, they're not. I'm not saying they're slow, slow, but like you don't, you don't have like a who. Who do they have with it? They have a Warner. They had a Alexander at one point. That Greenlaw, like just speed linebackers can make every tackle, good in coverage, and we don't have that. 
We just have mm-hmm. guys who we just have slow linebackers. So that's why I think the scheme's good. It's just the players don't fit the scheme, but what the coach is going to do, that's what they have. They don't pick who, you know what I mean? That's the front office that does that for you. Yep. Who gives you the players. Right, but sure. And then 23 shouldn't be starting. But that's who we have there because yeah. they, that's because the backup they got for uh, Delphit. Yeah. I suppose the only, that you know, the reason why I bring up is it the scheme? Is it like, you know, why, if if the players don't fit the scheme, then why are we running that specific scheme? And I suppose that's the, you know, one of the, mm. you know, you know what I mean? I suppose right. it's yep. like my, uh, the, the devil's advocate. Uh, Derek, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I, I mean, I, more talent, I think I, you know, again, I mean, in, in an ideal world, 23 is hard. He's not on the field nearly as much. You've got, you know, Delpit out there instead, and you've got other pieces who guys have been banged up, whatever. Like, I just don't think they quite have what they need, but I think that that's coming. And I think you know, maybe Joe Woods knows, like, hey, we're gonna, I plan on being here for a while. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, run something that he's like not comfortable with, but, but, but you should run a scheme that fits the talent. But I just think they've got a lot of guys out there who just, not that they're not like NFL players, but they're not like they're not NFL starters, and mm-hmm. but they have to be right now, and that's just kind of where they're at, I think. You know, and it's one of those things where you know I don't I don't know if you you guys were able to listen to Andrew Barry's press conference, but a lot of the media members, and credit to them, they they kind of asked him like, you know, what is this defense like? There's a lot of guys on one year deals. Um, it seemed like they kind of just, you know put a whole bunch of duct tape on in this, you know, during free agency. And I think right now where, you know, you have guys like, you know, Delpit being hurt and Greedy Williams being hurt and and Jacob Phillips being hurt, like. (laughs) Those are pretty much the cornerstones if you think about it. Exactly. No, exactly. Um, I I will say one good thing, though, about what the front office did during the offseason. I think Ronnie Harrison's been a bright spot. I think him and Delpit going into next year could be a good duo back there. I will say Ooh, that. Oh, man. I, I, I can agree with that because looking at the potential, seeing that Harrison is one of the highest greatest safeties so far this exactly. season. And the, the bad thing is he doesn't play as much, man. Like, I look at the snap percentages every week. Man, I would love for him to be playing 80, 85, 90% of, of the exactly. players on the Instead of seeing 23 out there. Exactly, because in my opinion, if Harrison makes a mistake, he's 23. He's going to. Let him learn from it. 23 makes a mistake, and he's what he is at this point. Like, it just upsets me for, like, that playing reason. Like, if you play a young guy and makes a mistake and take him out of the game, I get it. But, like, I'd rather him make a mistake and learn from it in a game than watching 23 make a mistake every single play. And then we're like, well, that's who he is. That's who we have back there. Like, I don't I, – I just hate that. It's frustrating. <laughs> I think I think you can make that arg- the same argument for you know uh, red wine because you're gonna you gotta ex- think that he's gonna be you know part of that you know rotation next year. No. Yep. Um, Baker Mayfield. Oh God. Derek, I'll let you I'll let you start. I'll leave the hot takes uh, from from Lashawn. We'll save that last. But Derek, your thoughts on Baker Mayfield so far this year, injury and all. Say it again. Injury and all. Oh yeah. I mean, overall, like 
I think he's been okay. I mean, he's been fine. He, he, he has been great, but he hasn't been, you know, terrible. I mean, he's had some bad moments, but I don't think he's been, you know, I don't think he's been terrible. I, he's been okay. Um, he has, you know, we've seen some, some things improve like from week to week and, um, It'll be, you know, we'll see how things go, you know, without OBJ, you know, down the stretch here. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's been fine. I, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit, you know, on, you know, trying to trying to find another quarterback already. Like, give him time to grow with Stefanski and, and, and Alex Van Pelt and see what happens. I mean, like, there's no need to, like, rush, you know, rush him out of town. Yeah, I think – um not to in, not to you know interrupt the the, you know, no, the line fine. that we're talking about, but you know it was brought up in that Andrew Berry conference or press conference that you know yeah. well what about Baker and his fifth year option and you know signing him long term and you know Barry was committal but like non-committal at the same time. Um, for for you guys, do you think that's a concern at all? I don't think so. You know, I mean, you're only eight games in. Um, but, but what are your thoughts on that? I feel like either way it's a distraction because if you say, oh, yeah, he's your guy and he goes and stinks it up the last eight games, like, you know, you kind of got, like your... yeah, got egg on your face yeah. basically. But then if you don't, you know, you have, you know, people in the media and, and even, you know, we're, we're discussing it right now. Doesn't believe in Baker Mayfield. You know? Right, exactly. LaShawn. <laughs> LaShawn. <laughs> But uh, Gabe, go on. What what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield and and you know? Do, uh, first off, on and oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, Derek, going back to you, do you think he'll play better going forward without OBJ? <sighs> yes and no. I mean, what I mean by what metric? You know what I mean? Like by what measurement? I mean, are his numbers going to go up? I mean, maybe, but I that I guess I just kind of depends on game flow, you know what I mean? I mean, if they're winning, they're not going to be throwing a whole lot. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see them get you get into a shootout maybe and see what happens when OBJ is not out there. Um, but, I mean, is he going to play better? I mean, I don't know. I was, we'll have to see, but it does – it is weird. As we've said before, you know, like he, his numbers tend to be better when OBJ is not out there. So we'll see if that holds up. But um, – I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be kind of like boring. Just like, I'm not sure if he will or, or not, but I, I think we'll, we'll find out. But. Okay. Gabe, what are your thoughts? Okay. First on, on Barry's you, comments. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're trying to, I'm trying to get, you know, multiple birds stoned at once. Right. <laughs> right. So, First on so, Barry's comments. I think ahead. whatever he says there, he's going to, it's going to, they're going to talk about it either way. So I feel like whatever he said or didn't say, it's fine. In my opinion, I think what what he said was okay. I know Lashawn's Twitter blew up after that with his comments, so he can get to that when he goes. Um, and then I think Baker's played good, uh, not great, good. I mean, I think he did uh, good when OBJ went out in that game, and then against Oakland, I think he played good. To be honest with you, he the receivers dropped I think four or five passes. I mean, Jarvis dropped a touchdown. Uh, the Joku dropped the ball. He could have ran for 30 yards after it, or five. It isn't Joku. Who knows? But there's bad – I mean, um, bad catches in there where they didn't catch the ball. And then with OBJ, him playing better without OBJ, 
his numbers are better without OBJ, but people forget that when OBJ is in there, he opens up the offense. I mean, the first couple games, or even last year, you could look, Baker was just missing open guys. Like, he just wasn't looking that way because he was forcing passes to OBJ. So that's why I think he does play better, but the offense is more open with OBJ. So it's like one of those scenes where it's like, he does play better, but OBJ is not the reason why he doesn't play good, if that makes sense. I think he just forces the ball to OBJ when he doesn't need to. But, yeah, that's what I think. LeSean? All right. Here we go. I have Baker pretty much as he's been average so far this season. It's still an incomplete grade because I want to use the whole season as a body of work. For the past two weeks, I'll say the past two games, he has looked a lot better. This is like rookie season Baker where he was picking his spots, being – you know, accurate with the ball, very precise. So seeing that gives me confidence that going on throughout the, re- the rest of the season that he'll be able, you know, to carry the offense, in which I, like, I had got a tweet about that saying that Baker can't carry the offense. In my opinion, I believe that he can. With Nick coming back and Taylor coming back, I can see Baker, you know, starting to light up a few of these underwhelming defenses uh what Barry said about Baker it wasn't in my opinion it wasn't a ringing endorsement it's just pretty much what we all been talking about all season as long as Baker keeps showing progression he's fine I'm not worried about no fifth year option until I say after the season why are we talking about this now it's just pretty much everybody wants to get their takes out and it's pretty in my opinion it's going to be a distraction no, I think I think there's a lot to that. Um, it's also the bye week, and there's really nothing else to talk about. I mean, because we know the defense is terrible, and we know, um, you know, we know that Baker Mayfield getting this right is the most important thing. I mean, it's going to set up this entire franchise, you know, because it yep. seems like we have because the coaching staff isn't a question anymore. The GM isn't a question anymore, you know, so now it's okay. Is Baker Mayfield the answer? And, you know, whether that's a good or bad thing, I mean, we'll see. But it just – I think it's just one of those things where it's the bye week and there's nothing to really talk about. But I think overall, I think he's played well. Um, that that Cincinnati game was was something. That was incredible. That was incredible football after – of that first quarter of just, I mean, that was, that, that's why Baker Mayfield is an enigma, I think. You know, he has these giant lows where, you know, he, he's 0 for 5 with, you know, with an interception, even though I think we've argued that, you know, Kareem Hunt dropped that ball. Um, uh, in which that's, that's what got Andy to leave the group chat. <laughs> exactly. But then you have, you know, that, the first interception versus Pittsburgh where he just doesn't read the field. But then you also see he sets the, the franchise record hitting 22 of 23 passes with five touchdowns to, to win that game. And just look how, like, crazy – I mean, if we lose that game, we're 4-4 four and four right now. Yep. That is just – it's crazy. And then last week, you know, five, six drops. I don't think he played well. Or I don't think he played bad. I think he played well. Um, Harrison Bryan fumbles the ball. David Njoku drops 
like you said, a white just just to move the chains. Jarvis Landry had what three drops? Cream Hunt had a drop. Uncharacteristic drops, bad timing drops. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, obvi- and obviously, when when your defense can't stop anybody, when they give up a score on every possession in in the second half, it's um, it's tough. But looking forward to the next four weeks, we play Houston, we play Philly after this bye week, obviously. But we play Houston, we play Philly, we play Jacksonville, we play Tennessee. What are your guys' predictions for this game? Hopefully we have Nick Chubb back. We have, you know, Jacob Phillips back. We have Wyatt Teller back. Um, what, what are your guys' picks for, for each game? And uh, I'll start with LaShawn this time. Kind of uh, I'll say you said Houston, Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Tennessee. right? Yeah, I, yeah. Let me, I'm fairly certain. We have, what, two, two home games, two road games? Yes, sir. The first two, Philly and Houston, are at home. Are they at home? Yeah, they play at Jacksonville, and at Tennessee. They, yep. Yep, I'm, I'm not trying. Here we go again. I'm being, I'm, being, I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious here. After okay. watching Cincinnati beat Tennessee, I believe that Tennessee is very vulnerable, in which, in my opinion, we kind of want – Indianapolis to keep winning because they're winning their division and us beating Tennessee will give us the, another tiebreaker because now us losing to Oakland is kind of looming large. So mm-hmm. us going 4-0 in this next stretch, the next four games is real huge after that because in my opinion, all you have to do is just win, what, one out of the last four to yeah, get and, to 10. Yeah, and then you two of those games are against the New York teams with a combined mm-hmm. record as of right now of 1-15. Of I, I, that's very doable. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And even, you know, and I brought it up in, in our group chat, if Pittsburgh keeps winning, they're not going to start their starters week 17. Uh, it, it, it all depends on Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Kansas. That's true. But, again, like I said, if, if they keep if they keep winning, though. Yeah. Dude, are, we, I, are, I, we rooting, I, are we rooting for Pittsburgh to I basically go 15-0? and 0? I, I actually looked at their schedule. And I'm like, man, that, that's like their schedule is so weak. But at the same time, they are going to be playing, I'll say what, 13, 12, 13 straight games. Yeah, so that's true. I, I can see them actually, you know, hey, if they're 15 and 0, they're going to probably be resting big man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Gabe, go on. Next four um, weeks. I was going to sit. Next four weeks. I was going to – I actually agree with LaShawn, even though I hate saying that. I say 4-0-2. But the team that, like, scares me the most is the Texans just because, I mean, we know they're bad, but they still have a passing attack. That scares me just because I know who our DBs are. So, I will say that's the team that scares me even more than Tennessee just because of quarterback and the receivers. But um, I think 4-0. I think it's going to happen. Derek? I want to say four and zero, but I'm I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna say three and one, and I think um, I'm gonna say Tennessee's the loss, but I think we can beat them. I mean, I'm I'm not like terrified of them. Um, but yeah, I'll say three and one. Okay, I do I do have Pat's prediction. He said three and one with us losing to Houston. Oh, damn it! Now, yeah. now I have. My prediction is three and one. I, I still think Tennessee is 
I man, I love the optimism, but Derek, who's gonna tackle Derrick Henry? Can, can here. Not twenty three. <laughs> not well, not that <laughs> linebacker court. Did you? Okay, number okay, number one. We are not going. We are going to call Mac Wilson fifty one or five one going forward. Okay, this, uh, there's no more. He agreed. he does not Over-hyped. deserve his name. He does not. Yeah, exactly. He's the most overrated fifth round pick in the history of football. Like I just don't. I don't understand it. It doesn't. I don't understand it. That being said, if we fucking lose to Houston Texans, if we lose to Romeo Cornell. Get the, roof, baby. the roof is is calling my name. I might do a a instant reaction po- post game if we lose this. Oh, I can't wait. live live from the roof of my house and then jumping down after I po- after I post it because goddamn this is if we lose to that team if we lose to Romeo Cornell I just I can't I couldn't I can't I can't wait for the first eight seconds of that episode. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. And the Eagles, like the Eagles are trash. Come on. They're they're trash. Their offensive line is terrible. Carson Wentz is 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 booty. I, I could He's see some, Wentz throwing four interceptions against us. I could I could see that too. I could see that too. Because he's gonna hold on to the ball. I see Garrett hurting them too. Just saying because he's gonna hold on to that ball. And Garrett's coming back with a vengeance in my opinion. And and Jacksonville, they're starting their, you know, it looks whoever like they starting, start. Yeah, whoever they're starting, the second round pick, uh, or not, or there's a ba- uh, not second round, sixth round pick. I think he's a sixth round pick. Yeah. Um, you know, because Minshew's hurt. Like yeah, it's. And then obviously, Tennessee. I mean, if you win, if you beat Tennessee, like awesome. I mean, that's just that's just gravy. But man, they gotta be. They gotta win the, these next three games at the very least because you yes. you lo- you lost to the Raiders. That's. I mean that's that's huge. I mean that's so huge, just for the tiebreaker, just for the. It's okay. Going back to last game, is it? Okay, is it the way we lost, or is it just like that we lost that we're so disappointed? What do you guys think, Derek? I'll, I'll have you go first. Yeah, I think it's just the way we lost, and like, just knowing that like, they're not like. I mean, the Raiders aren't terrible, but like they're not a great team. And like, I just feel like that's a game that we should have won. Yeah, I, it, it's more so how, like, how we lost for me. It, what, do you, what do you think? It's how we lost. I mean, watching that game, knowing that our receivers weren't catching the ball, we fumbled, and then watching our defense just let the Raiders do whatever they want. I mean, they held the ball forever, and they just they knew they were going to get a first down. They just knew what they were going to do, and we we just couldn't stop them. Like, their offensive line pushed our defensive line back five to seven yards. Like, that shouldn't happen. But, yeah, I think it's just the way we lost. LaShawn, you in you agreement? Yeah, it's the way we lost. I, I also will have to say I believe that a lot, of, a lot of fans were counting that as a win, looking ahead into the bye. And it's pretty much the Cleveland crime right there. You cannot look ahead, and you cannot give us automatic wins. And, and yeah. I think – you know, losing a game that like stereotypical Cleveland weather, and you have Derek Carr come in. He didn't even play that well. No. Nope. But you just you let the Raiders out AFC North football you. You know what I mean? Even though I think Ken Carmen was like, "What he? What did he say? 
that it's a myth that AFC yep. football, AFC North football, is a myth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but after um, I mean, to to a certain extent. But if you're you're gonna play in crazy weather, like you got to be able to run the ball and play physical exactly. defense. No. Yeah. No, you're right. But um, so to wrap this up. Deshaun picked four and zero. Gabe picked four and zero. Derek picked three and one. Pat picked three and one. I picked three and one. Are we talking playoffs the next time we we get together for the Browns roundtable? Ooh, we go four and zero. You might as well talk playoffs. I think three and one, four and zero. We're talking playoffs either way. Oh, uh, and you want to know something else? Let's just say we go three and one, four and zero. Man, we might just jump in front of Baltimore. Ooh. Oh, Sean, now you're just talking crazy. I love it. Oh, I love this you. Listen, I'm being I'm being honest. I can see Baltimore losing this weekend. But do we want that to happen? Yes. Better seed, <laughs> better seed is better for me. Yeah, I but do they're not play, want but us to be they're the, playing, the two. They're playing the Colts, though, no? Yeah, yeah. they're playing the Colts. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I know we're rooting for the Chargers to beat the Raiders. Which could happen yeah. because I'm—I mean, Justin Herbert's gonna throw the ball all over the field against them. Um, mm-hmm. But man, to be honest, I did not see Justin Herbert—you know—coming onto the scene like this. I don't think anybody. I thought, did. He, oh, I thought he's gonna he be gonna over, break, overrated. He's gonna break Baker's record. He's gonna shatter it. Oh, get this man up off the off this Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm t- I'm I'm nope. used to Lashawn being negative. I don't need you to be negative too. Okay. There's only one negative. I'm not trying to be negative. It, it, You're being negative, not, Derek. Oh, see, you see it? You see how they attack me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm just. It's a credit to how well Herbert's playing. Is what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, he, he's right. playing extremely well. With no running game. I mean, yeah, shit. I mean, I mean, shit. You can say the same thing for Burrow too. No. Yeah. I haven't even looked. Yeah, probably. probably. I, I yeah. can see. I can see. You know, the media giving Herbert, you know, off his record of the year just because if he gets more wins than Joe. Ooh. Joe's fighting for his life every week. He really is. I feel so bad for that man. He is running back and forth seventy times just to not find anybody open because nobody gets open. And now he's running with his his second and third string offensive line. Oof. Oh, it's so bad. Oof. He probably had a better second string offensive line at Ohio State <laughs> than he did. Yeah, than he that, did. That, that will be true. <laughs> that he did. That he does right now. I'm pretty sure some of those guys are still playing. Uh, yeah. Michael Jordan I, and Billy Price. I think. Yep. That, I actually, I think they're starting on Cincinnati. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Billy I mean, Price I think is, they both yeah. start for Cincinnati. And Michael Jordan got drafted by them like this. The sixth round. round. Yeah, sixth round. Yeah. Billy Price was a first. Oof. Oof. He was a first yeah, round. Billy Price hasn't lived up to it yet. Oof. Definitely didn't. All right. So to wrap this up, you know, I'll let you guys shout your Twitters once again. Derek, go ahead. Yeah. Um, at SparkyD213. Gabe. Yana's uh, Gabe13. Y A N E Z G A B E13. And LaShawn. You can follow me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, 00785. And I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. 
the Cleveland Browns Roundtable 2.0. You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin Nocelli. That is Caitlin K A T L A N Nose K N O W S C L E. And I will see you in the next episode.